And finally, we are live. Holy crap. I have to tell you, I love the Melon software. It has been wonderful. I can do so much stuff that I can't normally do. But I have to say, there's there's such a headache with scheduling broadcasts that it turns into a whole mishigas when you're trying to, if you go past the scheduled time, you have to start over. <laughs> I just had to set it up twice. It's really annoying. I just saying that. It really, if I had to give Melon some feedback, that would be the feedback that I would give them. Just make sure that I'm that I'm rolling in all the places I'm supposed to be rolling. Uh, just so we're not. I should be live. Yeah, I'm live. Okay. Cool beans, cool beans. All is well, as we say here in Israel. Hakol beseder. Um, welcome to tonight's show. I have to speak low because my in-laws are asleep right in that room upstairs. As is my wife, as is my children, as is my brother-in-law and his family. We live on a kind of a compound situation here. Speaking of compounds, I have always been fascinated by prison culture, prison life, prison culture. I love prison movies. I find it fascinating because prison and jail, and I've, I don't even want to say it because like the thought is not a pleasant one. You know, should, I'm not going to knock on wood. Okay, sorry. Superstitious me. Point is, is that I have never experienced either, but I find the culture to be fascinating. And I watch movies and TV shows and stuff, and I see that the that the 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 world, the universe that exists within this conf- confined place, it's like it's it's its own little universe with with different various. There's there's politics and you know, gangs and groups and language and food recipes. You know, they say that the quickest way to a people's history and culture and the story of said people is through their food. That's what Andrew Zimmern says on Bizarre Foods. And I think that definitely applies to prison too. There are all sorts of prison staples that are like a necessity of the situation that makes this thing and this thing viable to make this thing or this thing that closest resembles something from the outside world. And um, I know that some TV shows and some movies don't probably don't get all of the, the details correct. But like I said, I just find it fascinating. There's actually, there's a YouTube channel, this guy, prison Bob and, I, I, you know, it could be fake, but I'm pretty sure there's this guy who is literally, he's got a cell phone and he just in the same way that, you know, I can shoot, edit and upload videos from my phone. He is, he does everything from his phone. He is, has a monetized YouTube account. He's doing everything from a supermax um, that he's been in for 47 years. And he shows horrifying aspects of that life that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just this, like, it's just a, a very interesting sort of 
uh, what is it? Anthropological? Is that the right word? Or am I butchering the word? Anthro, whatever that word is. Anthropological. <laughs> you know, um, interest. You know, there's there's rules. There's unspoken rules. There's um, you have prisoners that have more power than the guards. You have just all sorts of systems and things in place. And since we already did an episode on language, we, we talked about the origins of New Jersey Italian, you know, or I guess you would call it bastardized Italian via New Jersey, even though it turned out it wasn't bastardized at all. In fact, was keeper of the old way of speaking. Go check out that episode to understand what I'm talking about. But um, we, we did one episode about language and I thought, you know, I saw this article. It's actually it's six years old. I thought this would make for another great episode of the From a Show. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at this article by this guy. I'm going to pull this up right now. It's, this is from Slate Magazine. And it's called Put the Pumpkin in the Boat, a New Dictionary of Prison Slang by Nafak. I hope I didn't butcher that guy's name. Let's read. I love this opening paragraph is absolutely incredible, incredibly insightful. Prison slang is forged under pressure. A word that means what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's take that again. Prison slang is forged under pressure. A word that means one thing on the outside can mean something entirely different when used by people leading a highly restricted lives. Sorry, when used by people leading highly restricted lives in cramped, often dangerous facilities, inmate shorthand can be indecipherable even to family members, even to the family members who come to visit them, and they can vary greatly from one institution to the next. That's interesting. So, you know, there is no set standard prison language. Prison language varies from place to place to place, just the way that, that, that all slang is varied upon regions. The same thing with prison. If you go to this prison, they're going to call this thing this thing, and they're going to call that thing that thing, you know, as opposed to this thing or that thing. You know, it's, it all changes, and it's all different. Before they set about compiling a dictionary of prison slang, the inmates at Eastern Reception Diagnostic and Correctional Center in Bon Terre, Missouri, used words like Viking, meaning a prisoner with poor personal hygiene, and Cadillac, meaning a cup of coffee with cream and sugar, without thinking about it too hard. But when a group of inmates put their private language under a microscope, they realize the way that they used language reflects years of institutional history and serves as a unique window on their experiences of prison life. That's exactly, that goes back to everything I just said about like how you can learn so much about a culture through its food. It's the same thing with language. And it's interesting that a group of prisoners decided that they were going to get together and make their own prison dictionary because it is it is it's it's like an, its own language you know it's its own sort of you know it's slang in the same way that you know um in jamaica like 
English, maybe this is a little bit different because it's more about an accent than anything, but there is a a highly affected English in Jamaica that's called Patois. And I believe it's 100% based in English, but the words are bent and and twisted in such a way that you almost can't understand what is being said unless you, you know, Patois have a great bake no sorry maybe i trying to trying to live up to this thing that i have no that i know nothing about really truly but my friend stevie who's jamaican i i hear him speak patois it blows my mind um when, when he see, sees another Jamaican and they, they just like, it's like they switch. It's like a switch goes off and they just start speaking Patois. I can't understand. And they're speaking entirely in English. And I just can't understand them because of the accent. I mean, it's bacon. Bacon is beer can, something like that. It, it's just so the accent just twists the language in such a way and changes it, even though they're the same words. Sorry. That was quite the, quite the, de the, the, the derail. Let's, let's keep going, shall we? The dictionary, which I had first heard about thanks to St. Louis Public Radio, came about as part of a prison education program operated by, operated by St. Louis University and was conceived by English professor Paul Lynch, who volunteers at the Bon Terre Prison, a medium maximum security facility. Inmates opted into the prison project by signing up for a class and working on the dictionary with Lynch during two-hour sessions once a month. And just to go back, Cadillac, Cadillac, like meaning like a really nice car, is a cup of coffee, you know, with all the trimmings, which is cream and sugar. And then the idea of Viking being a person with poor, someone with poor personal hygiene because, you know, Vikings are, you know, out, out and about, you know, travelers who probably don't have, you know, the idea that you wouldn't have access to, facilities where you could you know keep up with your hygiene i don't know that that's that's where i'm guessing maybe the word, that maybe where it might have come from who knows um lynch said he introduced the students to the idea of creating their own dictionary by having them read part of simon westchester's the meaning of everything a book about the creation of the oxford english dictionary the idea lynch told me was to show the inmates that a dictionary is not a book of rules but a description of language as it is used in real life at a particular moment in time. The goal was to make the students see language as something more fluid and evolving than they're probably accustomed to, he said. Step one was to distribute a bunch of index cards to everybody in the class and ask them to write down any words that they use on a regular basis that they thought outsiders would not understand. Uh, Lynch then asked each word be accompanied by a definition and example of how it might be used in the sentence. And I wonder if that like varied from prisoner to prisoner, like, like slightly, you know, that, that, that would be an interesting observation as well. At the end of the exercise, they had a master list of several hundred words in order to make their task more manageable. They whittled the list down to about 60 words by identifying the ones that were most specific to life at Bonterre. That seems kind of like a cop-out only 60 words in a dictionary. I feel like there should be more. 
That meant more generic terms like shank or the whole were discarded. Well, that's good because I feel like those are universal and go hand in hand with any sort. Of, I mean, if you you can watch television the way I do and know what the whole is or know what a shank is, you know, no one, someone said Cadillac or Viking that would go right over my head. Um, anything that you learn from watch, right. Sorry. I should just read the next line. Anything that you would learn from the Shawshank Redemption, we threw out as Lynch explained. What happened next was essentially a series of classroom debates. Wow. That I was not expecting that classroom debates among inmates about proper usage, what certain words really mean and whether some were too outdated to be included. Guys would get really worked up about it in a very friendly and constructive way. Lynch said, it does sound very constructive to be honest. Um, these impassioned discussions revealed, among other things, the generational fault lines that divided the inmate population. So by having these conversations amongst each other, they started to see the differences of the generations and realized how some language might be outdated generally, generationally within the prison world. Wow. There were certain words, Lynch said, that older guys knew that younger ones didn't and vice versa. As a 51-year-old inmate named Stuart Griebing told St. Louis Public Radio, whether in softball or in handball or, in, or at the weight pile or whatever you hear conversation go on, blah, sorry, whether in softball or in hardball, blah, 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 I suck at reading, whether in softball or in handball or at the weight pile or whatever, you hear a conversation go on and you're lost. You don't know what they're talking about. One term we debated was dun-dun, Lynch said, explaining that it was short for dungeon and referred to the prison segregation unit where inmates are kept in solitary confinement. So they don't call it the whole, they call it dun-dun. Only the older guys had any memory of the word being used that way. So we wondered whether we should even include it because it seemed to be almost gone. But we decided to include it with a note saying that it was almost obsolete. I feel like that's the that that's obviously the solution. It's like don't discard the language because it's still documenting like that point in time in history. Just you know, give it a little context to show where that it's no longer used. You know. Um, another controversy involved the term twelve twelve or 12 slash 12. I've actually heard that term before, which refers to the date when an incarcerated person becomes completely free. Meaning I might've, I wonder if I heard that on a YouTube channel, uh, prison YouTube channel. There's like a whole like niche for of prison YouTube channels with guys, just literally the entire channel is about them just talking about life in jail. And it's, fa it's absolutely fascinating. If you find that stuff fascinating, like I do, um, so, and then there's also, um, okay, this I remember, you you have a date when you're supposed to get out, right? And, oh, no, is that it? Is that what it is? The date when it occurred? Yeah, right, right. That's the date when you, and someone can put, or, or people will try and push your date, meaning if they know what your date is, they try to get you in trouble so that they push your date out to keep you in prison longer, you know, just because, just you know, whatever. Um which seems very vindictive and unnecessary. Um, 
So 12-12, which refers to a date when an incarcerated person becomes completely free, meaning not just out of prison, but off parole as well. Okay, that I didn't know. So it's off parole as well as out of prison. There was a big debate about how the word got used grammatically, Lynch said. The question was whether or not you should say, what's your 12-12 versus what's your 12-12 date? Some guys said that it was redundant, but others said, if you're working with younger guys who are just learning the administrative ropes, you had to be more clear. Some slang was off limits for the project. We avoided anything having to do with the, how would you say it, uglier side of prison life, Lynch said. I feel like that is also a cop-out because isn't that a huge part of what prison is, you know, like whether you want to admit it or not, like prison life can be incredibly ugly. It's in fact, in some cases, maybe it's meant to be, right? Isn't the whole point of prison is a punishment, you know, penitentiary, penance, you're supposed to, you're paying penance for whatever you did. Um, I think that's kind of a cop out. It's like sanitizing what prison is and what prison is about. So I don't know how I feel about that. Um, they said this was in part because prison officials would not have been happy to see slang related to sex and violence in the dictionary, but also because inmates who participated in the project probably didn't want to share or publicize words they depend on to conduct under the radar business. Ah, okay. So there, there is, there's reason behind, there's a reason behind that, I guess. I think there are terms they did not share with me, Lynch said. I don't know what these terms are, but any surveilled population develops a language in part to hide certain things. That's true. Prison workers know this, obviously. And this glossary of terms, which I put, I, I opened up, we'll take a look at it afterwards, compiled by a Texas Correctional Officer Union suggests that attempts are made to systematically uh, monitor the code words inmates are using to communicate with each other. See, that would be an interesting, okay, ready? Here's a movie pitch right now. Like you have undercover prisoner who has to go into a prison or maybe he's an ex-con or something, somebody who's like streetwise in some way, shape or form. And basically it's basically like wind talkers, but in prison and they need to, translate something or find out what is going on and stop something from happening. Like that's a movie right there that I would pay money to see or would love for someone to pay me money to write. Um, I think they're uh, right. We said that the, 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 the completed bond terror dictionary now sits in the prison library. And when Lynch declined to share a copy of it with And while Lynch declined to share a copy of it with me, he did offer some of his favorite entries, which you can read below. Kite, which is a noun, an informal message sent by a prisoner. According to Lynch, this is a word that has been picked up by correctional officers at Bonterre, as well as it's not uncommon for a supervisor to say, if you have an issue with something, just send me a kite. So it's almost like kite is now like used by the man or, you know, the institution. So it's like not cool anymore. Two for three. 
uh, a noun used in bartering, as in let's do a two for three. I'll give you three bags of chips later if you give me two for now. Um, convict, prisoner, inmate, nouns. Uh, come on, you're going to give us convict, prisoner, and inmate of all the words that you could choose? These three words are used to distinguish between people based on how long they've been incarcerated. Oh, well, that's kind of interesting. And what level of respect they've earned. A convict is someone who's been around the block, knows how to carry himself. An inmate is someone who's new and green, and a prisoner is neutral. Interesting. Jail. Verb. Refers to being, wow, so jail is a verb. Refers to being skillful and considerate in one's approach to being a prisoner or cellmate, as in, this guy doesn't know how to jail. Uh, got it. Got it. Interesting. Like, like, um, what's that? What do they say? Uh, having to, uh, grow, uh, to something with grown up, um, adulting, like kind of like adulting jail. This guy doesn't know how to jail. We're adulting today. Skate verb to be somewhere. You're not supposed to be as in, I was skating yesterday afternoon and got caught. Interesting boat noun, a plastic, a plastic bed that is used when prison is overcrowded. It's called a boat. Pumpkin, noun, a term used for new arrivals at Bon Terre because they wear orange jumpsuits instead of gray ones. You call them pumpkins. That's hilarious. And tan ones that inmates get after they've been processed. The area where new inmates are processed is called the pumpkin patch. All right, that's cool. I mean, that's fa- I mean, that's so fascinating. Now, in addition here, now in addition to what we just read, I also have, let's see. So here's the, that list. There's that list, okay? This is the Correctional Officer's Guide to Prison Slang. All right, interesting. I'm not going to read all of these, obviously. Let's let's pick out some of the more interesting ones. Um, blue bag. A bag of Maxwell House instant coffee, often used for trading in place of money. Bean slot, an opening in the cell doors. Most of se- in, uh, an opening in the cell doors of most segregation areas, which is used to place handcuffs on the inmate prior to opening the cell door to deliver trade to an inmate. Yada yada yada. Burned. When an inmate has caused another to see his penis <laughs> burned, when an inmate has caused another to see his penis either by accident or on purpose, you are said to have been burned. All right, interesting. So here's two words for Cadillac. Ready? Cadillac A, job. Any job that is perceived to be easy or enjoyable is considered to be a Cadillac job. So Cadillac, in general, Cadillac for coffee is coffee with cream and sugar. Cadillac job is a job that is perceived to be either easy or enjoyable. Um, B, a a tractor. Inmates that are assigned as tractor drivers often refer to their tractors as Cadillacs. Cake, which means easy. Anything that is easy to accomplish or jobs that are easy to perform, that's a cake job. Cathead. On some units, housing older convicts, Biscuits or rolls are often called catheads. The origin of this word is not known, 
but it is believed that they were referring to the fact that a cat's head is very hard, as are the rules. Weird. Um, catch a pair. A term used by correctional officers to instruct a group of inmates to stand in pairs for court or court or control purposes. Cell warrior. An inmate that is continually making threats or ethnic remarks while in the safety of his or her cell. So like a keyboard keyboard cowboy. You know, a keyboard warrior on the internet. Selly is a cellmate. Um... Cut your eyes, meaning that a person has to has looked at another person or items that they have through the sides of their eyes, normally as control as an intent on the rule. Dag, the perform the performance of anal SCX between two inmates. Wow. Dap. A grit so <laughs> dap. A greeting or a way of congratulating another by pounding the butt, the bottom of one's personal fist at the top. Oh, yeah. Dead. Yeah. Dead. Killed. Yeah, we know that is right. Oh, no. Never mind. Dead. Killed. When an inmate has masturbated while looking at another, the person that has been masturbated to is said to be dead. <laughs> okay. Now, for real, though, I did. I forgot where I read about this, but like, so some in some prisons, like if there are female prison guards, like this will happen to the prison guards, and it's like a high offense amongst prisoners, at least as far as I understood it. Where if you look at a you look at a, a female prison guard and you you know you, you spank the monkey, you know, which is kind of like assault in way at it well it definitely is assault of course look at what harvey weinstein did with the potted into the potted plant right so i guess it's totally assault but um yeah they do this to female prison guards and then it's like you know it's like a uh, one of the worst offenses you can do in prison or something like that it's like really bad um Let's see here. Dog road. When an inmate often calls his friends the closest. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deck of squares. I know what a square is, which is a cigarette. So a deck of squares would be a pack of cigarettes. That makes sense. I mean, they used to say they say that everywhere. I used to people used to always ask me for squares. You got a square in in Chicago. Square was really popular. Well, in New York, they say bogue or a stove. Yo, you got a stove like that. Which sounds, you know, I haven't said stogue in 15 years, so it sounds really stupid when I say it now. But I used to say it all the time. Fat back, meaning that a person has a big butt. Fiendin, a person that is addicted to drugs, is called a fiend. Yep, we know that. Uh, fishing pole, a device made from a rolled-up newspaper or other paper with a paper clip on the end used for retrieving items. Um, flick. A photograph or picture torn from a magazine. Wow. Flip-flop. When two inmates take turns playing the male or female roles. Um, funky. An inmate that does not shower. You know, I feel like most of these, most of these words themselves are actually pretty, they seem pretty tame. 
uh, Bull Durham, prior to 1987, inmates were given free tobacco that was provided by the RJR Tobacco Company, a prop popular brand uh, used, used to be Bull Durham. This came to be known as Bull Durham. Durham means feces or run, run Johnny run to the older convicts. Could you imagine being supplied with free tobacco while you're in prison? I mean, the, the t- tobacco is like gold in, in jail. Um, bong, cooker, a device made by inmates, inmates to cook water for food or coffee in the event that they don't have a stinger or a hot pot. It is made by, I can't, I can't read this, something, a large something of toilet paper around something such as a can, then folding the top and the bottom to create a donut shape. Inside of the bong is the thing that I can't read. Uh, this is like very hard to read this this, this text here. Um, and then the last thing. All right, let's take a look. One last one. Let's see if we can find the goods, the real goods, and, and we'll call it. We're gonna call it. This was a quick and see. I, I like these. I like these quick and easy articles where it doesn't take me a whole hour to to read something. You know, why does it have to take an hour? Oh, we already did FYI. No, we don't want to do that one again. Let's go back. Let's try this one more time. Uh, we want to do 50 prison slang words. Here we go. Let's see what they say here. Ready? 50 prison slang words to make you sound like a tough guy. Okay. All day. A life sentence as an I'm doing all day. All day and a night. Life without parole. Backdoor parole to die in prison. Let's with this flower here. Let's get rid of it. Um, beef, a criminal charge, as in I caught a burglary beef in Philly, or two, a problem with another convict. That's what everybody knows, I would say. Brake fluid, psych- psychiatric meds. Uh, bug, a prison staff member considered untrustworthy or unreliable. Bug juice, intoxicants or, depress- or depressant drugs. Buck Rogers time. This was early to mid-20th century. A parole release date so far away that it's difficult to imagine. Bum beef. A false accusation charge or wrongful conviction. Cadillac. So Cadillac has been around for a long time. Cadillac. An inmate's bunk. Also, Cadillac job is an easier and enjoyable. We, we already knew about that. Catch a ride. A request to a friend to get you high. Sell warrior. An inmate that puts a tough front or runs their mouth when locked in their cell, but is submissive or cowardly when interacting with other prisoners in the open. We saw that already. Chin cheek, to punch another inmate in the jaw to see if he'll fight back. Cowboy, a new correctional officer. Cowboy spelled backwards is yo yo block or young obnoxious bastard we often con. (laughs) Wow. Dance on the blacktop is to get stabbed. Whoa. Uh, diesel therapy, a lengthy bus trip or transfer to a faraway facility or even an in- incorrect destination used as punishment or to get rid of troublesome inmates. Dingwing, which is a, pr- a prison's psychiatric unit. Dipping in the Kool-Aid, attempting to enter a conversation the person has no place in or is not welcome in. Well, I think that ex- exists outside of prison Matter of fact, a very 
popular example is remember when Ivanka, what's the Trump, the Trump daughter, Ivana Trump, something like Ivana Trump. She like inserted herself in a conversation with like diplomats, like trying to talk politics. And she was totally uh, dipping into the Kool-Aid in that situation, doing the Dutch or the Dutch act, which is to commit destruction upon yourself in which you are no longer alive. Um, dry snitching to inform on another inmate indirectly by talking loudly about their actions or behaviors suspiciously in front of correctional officers. Supply general information to officers without naming names. Dry snitching is a very bad thing. Duck. A correctional officer who reveals information about other officers or prison staff to inmates. Fire on the line. A warning. Correctional officer in the area. Ghetto penthouse, which is the top tier of the cell block, I guess. People like the view from the top tier. It's important. Four-piece or a four-piece suit, which is a full set of restraints composed of handcuffs, leg irons, wrist chain, and security boxes to cover the restraints, keyholes, grandma's or grandma's house, which is a prison gang's headquarters or meeting place or the cell of the gang leader. Interesting. Heat wave. The attention brought to a group of inmates by the action of one or a few, as in Joe and John got caught with contraband, and now a whole tier is going through a heat wave. Interesting. Hold your mud. To resist informing or snitching, even under threat of punishment or violence. I got jigs. To keep lookout or watch for officers, as in I got jigs while you make the shank. Like, as you're going to shank someone. In the car. In on a deal or a plan, jacket, one, an inmate's information file or rap sheet. Two, an inmate's reputation among other prisoners. 31, Jack Mack. Uh, Canned mackerel or other fish available from the prison commissary can be used as currency with other inmates or placed in a sock and used as a weapon. So you can eat it or you can hurt someone with it. Jackrabbit Patrol to escape the facility. Juice cart. I, I don't know. I feel like some of these are not, I don't know. Th- these don't feel as real as that prison dictionary. Someone's having a party on the block. It's really loud. Um, let's see here. Juice cart and inmates influence with guards or other prisoners. He should have gone in the hole for that, but he's got a juice cart with one of the guards. Interesting. Keister, to hide contraband in one's rectum, also known as taking it to the hoop. (laughs) Or putting it in the safe and packing the rabbit. That's my favorite. All right, that is my favorite one by far, putting it in the safe. I'm going to say that when someone says, hey, you promise not to to tell this secret? No worries, dude. I'm putting it in the safe. I'm packing the rabbit. Uh, I'm taking it to the hoop. Uh, kite. We know what a kite is. It's a contraband letter. Monkey mouth. A prisoner who goes on and on about nothing. Monster. HIV. Also known as the ninja. Wow. Ninja turtles. Guards dressed in full riot gear. Also known as hats and bats. No smoke. 
to follow staff's orders without resisting or causing any problems, as in he let the guards search his cell, no smoke, on the bumper, on the bumper, trying to get in the car, on the river. Time spent at the Louisiana State Penitentiary, which is surrounded on three sides by the Mississippi River, as in he did 20 years on the river. Peels, the orange jumpsuit uniforms worn by prisoners in some facilities. Prison Wolf, an inmate who is normally straight on the outside, but engages in sexual activity with men while incarcerated. Rabbit, an inmate who has a history of escape attempts or has planned to try and escape. 45, ride with, to do favors for a fellow convict or often including sexual ones in exchange for protection, contraband, prison currency, or commissary items. So ride with, meaning he rides with me. It's like, that's the, the I guess that's a prison bitch, right? A little bit. Ride leg, to be friendly with or suck up to staff in order to get favors. Uh, roadkill cigarette butts packed, uh, picked up from roadsides by prison work crew. They're brought back to the facility, and the collected tobacco is re-rolled with toilet paper to smoke. That wrote, first of all, that's an awesome, that's an awesome band name. That's an awesome name for the thing that it's culturally known for. It's fa- that's fascinating. Stainless steel rider, death by legal, le- lethal injection. Three knee deep to stab someone so that they're injured but not killed, usually as a warning. And last, wolf tickets to talk tough or challenge others without any intent to back up with action or violence. He's just selling wolf tickets. And so that concludes prison slang. Um, I got a bunch more of these. I got like a list of topics. I'm just going to keep rolling through them. Uh, If you like this content, please make sure to like, share, comment, or subscribe. Is there something you want to have be discussed on the show? Let me know. Leave a comment. Uh, It's late. I'm going to go to bed. Someone's blasting loud techno music. It's really annoying. And as always, we stay on the channel. Peace in here, Greece.